crazy or foo-foo America gets, we will never stop hunting and fishing. This is The Hunting Quest. The Hunting Quest. We take one hour of every week and talk about our favorite things in the world, hunting and fishing. You'll get tips and help on the fishing environment locally in the DMV area. Plus, we're going to have fun along the way. This is The Hunting Quest. And now your hosts, Mike Tippin and Mark Davis. Right. Well, welcome back, Mike. You've been gone for a while. I have. I have, I have, I have. As a matter of fact, I didn't even know you were going to be... Oh, what am I doing? Hold on. Today is um, no, October... Come on, 27? Um, 28. 28th. It's Friday. Um, it's episode 716. I don't know what it is. 16, 17? 17. 17. Anna's supposed to tell me that. Charm in there. Um, so, yeah, so I didn't even think you were going to be on here today. Yeah. Because you were in Alabama. And I didn't think you were going to no, be back Kentucky. from Alabama. I mean, no, not Alabama. Al- I was Alabama. In Kansas and, and Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. And no uh, Alabama. Alabama. Um, <laughs> so, I didn't know you were going to be here today. Right. So, I had scheduled other stuff. And I even was surprised when you walked in the door today. I know. That's how little I did. Were you planning on coming back today or not? Nah. Um, I was going to, I wanted to stay out and hunt some more, but uh, uh, getting old sucks. So, uh, no, I, I had to come back a little bit early, and uh, which is fine. Well, so when you say getting old sucks, I've heard that term before. What exactly do you mean by that? Did something happen to you? Yeah. I, I already know. Yeah. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. I, I hurt my elbow. Um, and uh, it, <laughs> and it's not fun. Did you it, fall out of the tree? No. No, I didn't fall. I didn't Part fall. of me thinks you might have fallen out of the no, tree. I didn't fall out of the tree. Um, I did not fall. Um, I take every safety precaution. Uh, I was just getting old and climbing up a ladder stand and elbow popped and it hurts really, really bad. So, so here's a funny story about things like that. So I have kind of a messed up back. Like I'm like, I guess I probably herniated discs. So I went to chiropractor. It's always, yeah, it's weird, whatever. Especially wear a wedge. <laughs> do all these things I don't do. You know, I mean, that's just part of, part of life. But um, the thing is that I, you know, my back will hurt. From doing stuff. Right. And the other day, we were working in the house, and we had laid, like, 30-some pieces of uh, drywall up. And the big one is a 12 by 4 so the, the biggest one oh, you can get. the worst. Yeah, the monsters. And we're hanging them, we're hanging them, we're hanging them, we're hanging them. And I'm for sure the next day that I'm going to, like, you know, be dying. And, or about halfway through the day, I'm going to be dying. Right. We go through, we hang them for two days straight. You know, like a long day each day doing them. And I'm just shocked at the end. I'm like, wow, you know, that was... um. That wasn't that bad. My back feels great, you know? Sure. And I to get again Monday, I think I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna feel terrible. Damn, I'm feeling good. I can't complain about anything. Sure. So I'm like just really shocked by how good I feel. Because normally it's pretty predictable. <laughs> Shit you not. <laughs> Ann and I are coming to the store later in the week. We're dropping. She says, Hey, you want to get breakfast? Or I said, I don't know. But we went, we got breakfast. Right. And I get this bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. I bite into it <laughs> and I cough. And I can't stop coughing because it's stuck in my throat. Right. I went to get out of the car. My back hurt so bad. <laughs> I wrenched my back out from coughing. But the whole time doing the drywall didn't do a damn thing to me. But I think this stupid bag of biscuit puts me. It still hurts. That was three weeks ago. I literally was broken from a damn biscuit. 
But you know what I'm talking about. Like when your back hurt, like you do the littlest little turn. Like, oh, you can't do it. I did it with the, I was at work and I leaned to the back of a car and got a bag. And I just, I was fine. I went at this, I turned. Right. And I was like, holy shit, I can't move. And I just stood there in agonizing pain. But, you know, you do all kinds of stuff that yep. hurt you. Yeah. Like the little thing. It's the stupid stuff that hurts, right? So I feel like. Not like, even a good story. Like when know? you say like, like, oh, yeah, I was just, you know, climbing up the side and all of a sudden it hurts and you've done it a million times. Yeah, no. I remember the first time. So when you're young, like your back hurts, like you'll do something to wrench yeah. your bad, But it immediately goes away. Yeah, it's it, like, yeah. ow, it hurts. Yeah, it's called. I was under my Jeep years ago and I was, I don't know what I was doing. I was doing something. And I was working on it, and I turned weird. And this was the first time I experienced back pain. And I turned weird. And I went, ow. Oh, that, that hurt for a minute. And it, did, it didn't go away. And I laid there, and I was like, oh, my God, this is what people are talking about. <laughs> this is what old people are talking about, their back hurting. So I so I, I, but I literally muscled through it, put the wheel back of the car, put it together, went down, and laid in the couch just staring at the ceiling. And I was like, I can't move for, like, three days. But, of course, you know, little on it went away. Yeah. But I've always told people, like, like I have, like I don't want to call it chronic back pain because these people have really, really bad oh, back yeah, pain. They're getting for shots sure. and surgeries and all yeah. that. And I'm not at that point. But I, I, I couldn't survive if it, like, when, when I had that, um, the nerve pinched at one point oh, for a dude, while. That's the worst. We were doing gun shows and I just was standing for like three days straight. Yep. And I'd hurt my back and then I stood for like three days and it went away. And I remember going to the chiropractor for like six months yeah. and being like, oh, this guy's fake. Like, this guy's lying to me. I don't feel any better and I'm never going to feel better. Like, right. this is a joke. Oh, yeah. And then one day I just woke up and I put my socks on and didn't cry. Right. And I realized, when, oh, wait, it's gone. It, it was fine. So, yep. no, I feel you with the uh, the all of a sudden everything just hurts, you yeah, know? Yeah, it hurts so bad. Allie does the same thing. Like, she, she'll she be, like, asleep, and she'll wake up and have, like, done nothing at all. And she wakes up, she's like, oh, my God, I can't move my, my whole head. And I'm like, what? It's much better <laughs> if I can, like, I like when I can explain, like, what happened. Like, yeah. Okay, hey, I did this. Yeah, and you have my a back good hurts, story or, to go with it, right? Or, you know, like at least I have somewhat of an, an explanation. The worst is literally when you, like you said, you just wake up and you're like, wow. Yeah. Shit, this hurts. And I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't exactly. know why. What did I do? So that's, you so, know, and there's a lot of different, you know, things that, that cause it, but I feel I feel bad for people that have it really, really bad because yeah. that's. It's that awful. Is, oh, that, that, that is, a, is a nightmare and a half. But did you get, you went out hunting, but you didn't get anything, right? You said nope. you passed on a lot? Yep, I passed on a lot. Um, and uh, I was, so we I, we were hunting on property that we'd never hunted on. It was a new lease for us. And when you, you know, we basically, me and my brother had gone out for turkey season. And um, we had looked out there and kind of scouted things out. But when you see stuff in spring versus seeing things in the fall, you know, deer's patterns change. You know, there's, you know, especially when they start getting into rut, you can't really pattern a deer then. And. So we were we were trying to figure out where to put tree stands, where to put ground blinds, where to you know basically establish how we're going to hunt you know 440 acres um, of this property that you know with cows on it of course so you got to be careful with that and you know, all of this stuff. Oh, I'm going to talk about cows. Too. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, so we we first we started in Missouri. Um, we hunted Missouri. It was really um, it was really really cool. I got out there. Um, on a Friday night, so I couldn't hunt that day. And then um, Saturday morning, I woke up and it was like 26 degrees, and you know it was 80 something degrees. That's to say, what was the average? Because we've had some real up Dude, and down weather oh, over here. Oh, like, yeah, that, like I woke up one day and it was literally freezing, freezing, freezing. Yeah, like, like there was a frost. And don't be wrong. There's to me, there's different levels of frost. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you come outside, it's, it's a little bit of frost. No, yeah. like everything was white. And it was still yeah. nine o'clock. 
And then we, and then yep. some nights where I left the window open, we went below freezing. Yeah. And then some nights where I left the window open, it was like 75 degrees. So I didn't know if it was staying down there. So it, it, yes, it was, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. Um, but the fighting the weather in this hunt out in Kansas, especially was hard, really, really hard. Um, you know, there were days, well, I'll go ahead and tell you, there were days that, you know, it was 88 degrees, you know, middle of the day. That you know, and at night it's thirty one, thirty two, and how do you hunt? I mean, you go out, you know, in the morning with you know loaded, you know, loaded up for the Arctic, you know, to go sit in a tree stand or ground blind, and you know, you kind of go do your thing, right? And then you hunt for. I'm a, I'm not an all day sit kind of person. I, I hunt, you know, first in the morning and you know, and then the and then the evening, take lunch off, kind of do stuff, right? Uh, so, you know. I'm, in the morning, it's freezing cold, and by the time I'm walking out, it's like 70 degrees. So it went from 30 degrees to 70 degrees. Now, you know, you, you're going back in about, you know, 4 o'clock or 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's 80-something degrees. And by the time the sun goes down, it's 30 freaking degrees again. So, you know, you're kind of kind of dealing with that, and it was, it was, it was tough. So, um, but all in all— Well, I can remember looking at—so I can remember— Teaching classes and yeah. have a similar thing like we teach long distance classes. Yeah, and I can remember teaching like in April. Yeah, getting up in the morning. Yeah, going out. Yeah, being cold. Yeah, shooting all day. By the end of the day, you were hot. Yeah, it was like you know almost eighty degrees. So Absolutely. You're off. Winds ripping. Yep. You got wind burn. Yep. The next night it snows. <laughs> yeah. I wake up. There's two inches of snow on the ground. The end of the day, the humidity is so bad because the ground is soaked. Yep. And the wind burn and sunburn, and you're just, just like, this is just day. awful. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it was it was not fun. And I mean, well, I say it wasn't fun. I enjoyed it. I do I do enjoy that. It's part of the whole just hunting transitional aspect. time. It's of year just tough. It's it and the deer are different. You know, the deer move differently based off of heat, based off of cold, things like that. But um, I did get to listen to the couple of podcasts uh, when I was gone. Oh, you did a very good job. Yeah, to, we did the one with Jay. That was fun. Yeah, um, had a lot of hate on that one. Yeah, I heard. A lot of people don't like uh, don't like people talking about Seeker Deer. That's a big you know what? thing. And, and here's what I got to say about that. You know, you, you want to be a keyboard warrior, great. Go, you know, add comments to, you know, YouTube pictures or Instagram pictures and, and you know, great. It just kind of shows you the person that you are. Um, so what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to, and I talked to Anna about this, I'm going to go to the Maryland uh, Department of Wildlife Resources. Uh, I'm going to go uh, post all the information there is on sick of deer. Um, I'm going to post all the public uh, hunting land for sick of deer. Um, and that'll be on both YouTube and Facebook. Okay. So we'll make sure that everybody understands just how to hunt sick so, deer. So do you know? Well, that was such a BS well, thing. Do you know do, where man. the backstory comes from? I did. I heard. And of course, we can say without saying names. There was a certain gentleman. Yeah. Oh, well, I know. Well known. Don't 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 I won't hate say, on him yet. I won't say. No, no, no. I have no, I have no issue okay. with him whatsoever. Um, we'll, we'll discuss him at a later point. Yeah. But he went down there, and he's very well followed. Of course. And people blame him for taking it down there. But at the same time, he also did, like, blue crab down there. And you don't hear people all mad because people are showing up to go, you know, catch crabs. And catch crabs. So, So. you know, I can't – I didn't see people mad when he went down to the Keys and caught tarpon. Right. You know, I I just – so, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where everybody wants to have their own Complete BS. And then the other thing, I saw you had um, uh, Mr. Dame Wood on. He did a fantastic job. I really, really enjoyed <laughs> so, listening yeah, we'll, to him. And we'll speak about that too. Really. So, the, so everybody that showed up for the auction, we talked about the auction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did good. You know, um, a lot of fun. A lot of guys went out there. Some good deals and stuff. So if yeah. you're looking for deals, 
Some things went a little higher than average. And right. then there was a lot of stuff that was in the medium realm. Um, but we all had a good time. It was fun. Sure. It was enjoyable. I, I like the, the auction idea. It's a community thing. Yeah. We're doing another gun auction. It looks like in December. Oh, cool. Um, with, so the, the, with, with Dan Woodigan. With Dan Woodigan. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, so we're doing another one in December. As we firm that up and we have more information, we'll give you more about that. Um, but that turned out really well. I had a really good time. Stayed there for like 24 hours and seemed like the whole time. Um, and it was it was a blast because, you know, ever since COVID. Yeah. A lot of those social events just don't happen or yep. people are afraid of them. But it was nice to see everybody out and yeah. doing that kind of stuff and, but and have fun with it. I'm very appreciative that y'all found some good guests who come on, you know, or, you know, fill in hosts. And um, and I, I think that's really, really awesome. Um, I'm glad that, you know, we had some we had two really, really good, you know, co-hosts that came in. And I think we also have. So there was also a play. It was that so last week we were going to get on too. Right. Uh, we didn't get on last weekend because of the auction. Right. And then we were going to maybe uh, late produce it. it. It just didn't, at times, didn't work out. So we wanted to have John Moeller on. And <laughs> we're going to go ahead and have John on today. Cool. So John's here with us. We're going to talk a little bit with John here in a minute about. Um, and you caught a lot of hell from the last time that uh, he was on stuff. here, too, right? We're calling him John Moeller. Oh, no, just, just for being John mean. John Moeller. I'm not mean. I'm just, I'm just a more. Still, still can't pronounce it right. Just a more, like. <laughs> What do they call a rational person? I'm a realistic person. So, know? well, I want to explain. Well, first, welcome. We're glad you're here, John. Great to be here. Um, nice to see Anna and Mike. Yeah. And Mark. Sure. <laughs> I, I Mark, wanted, not so much. I want to explain something, all right? And not that I feel like, no, I I, I have to. Um, so for those of you who have not met John or Mark, the two of you have known each other for a really long time. For a while. Right. Yeah, like six months. All right, so, <laughs> so this is this is this is common. You you two have a natural distaste. The, the banter is the all banter. Uh, there's certain. It's, there's so no hate. There's right. there's always people that annoy you right. in life, and <laughs> and John Moeller is the person that annoys me right. in life. So no, John's fine. So here here here's the John story. Let me tell you about John. This is this is where this is where John and I I bicker. Right? This is the difference between us. The, the most dramatic thing about us is different. Mm, this ought to be good. No, it's very simple. I don't and, think and I've heard this yet anybody, either. I'm interested. And anybody that disagrees with me does not know John or myself because this is 100 percent the truth. The difference between me and John is John is a, is all about a f- new things and fads and what's new and what's interesting and what people are doing and, and all that stuff. Sure. I can't stand that. I, it drives me nuts with, with fishing wise. Okay. Sure. It, you know, and all these things come out, and people want to try them. I'm not the one that's going to run out to the shelf and try something new. Sure. I don't fault you for it. You want right. to try it new? That's great. And eventually you're going to find something cool. You're going to find some neat stuff in the mix and so on right. and so forth. I like stuff that I know work and what I use, and that's what <laughs> I've been using, and that's what I'm going to use. And it takes a lot of conditioning to me to really do different things that are that much dramatically different. Right. Whereas with John, he's always looking for that up and coming thing. So he comes to me constantly. Mm-hmm. With all this new stuff that he's talking about, and I'm like, oh my god, just stop! I don't, I don't care. And it's, and it's like, but, but some of it isn't even new. It's like this revolving circle of things. So sometimes he's like, he's like, oh yeah, look, man, this jig. That's a peanut butter and jelly jig. Look at this jig. It? It's got a. Oh, it's that's a, old school. It's got a weed guard on it. I, they just came out. I was like, dude, they did that in like 1920. They just didn't do them for a long time. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but so-and-so just started doing it. But this is. I, I believe John has. You know, I'm I, not I, saying this is the jig. It's an it. actual I get conversation. It. I get it. No, no, no. I understand. But so, so that's the, I would say that's the, the difference is, is John is. Okay. So you know when they talk about, they talk about fishing stuff. 
And yeah, he's very excitable. They talk about things like now. Now you're helping him out. <laughs> I'm getting so tag teamed here. They, they talk about it is mics off, so it doesn't count. <laughs> so they talk about, um, and, and especially when you go to like that guy shouldn't be talking about these secrets. But when you go to like the expos for like fishing companies, right? And they have these big events. That right. I have no more listening right now. They'll tell you that. <laughs> That ninety percent of it has nothing to do with the fishing lure, right? And they say they repackage the same thing and they rebrand the same thing and they make things and they specifically stuff that they know will never work, but they market it with packaging to the fishermen. And they sure. always say the biggest thing on fishing is catching the fishermen, not the fishermen catching fish. So a lot of that happens, and I see a lot of that constantly. And for me, it drives me crazy because it's ridiculous. But John likes to find the new thing. Now, I will say this. I wish are, you would have told me this before. I wouldn't have bought half this crap. Oh, yeah, right. You've never listened to me about any of this ever. I, I have tried. You know how much money I've blown this year? <laughs> My wife's still upset. He literally he literally walked in with what I thought were gun cases, and they were full boxes with lures cut out. No way. Really? I mean, it's like it's, it's oh, out yeah. of control. Listen, we'll have a civil conversation, and I just want to smack him in the head. He's like, hey. Check this lure out. Pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. He's like, $600. And I went, a fish. Yeah, let me see this thing. Give me this thing. Don't even give it to John. Give me this thing. Look at this. Oh, these are, these are cheap. No, but just look. This is ridiculous. This is, they come in a case. It's pretty sick. I have to admit, that's pretty dope right there. Those work too. Don't let him tell you any different. Nonstop, he buys this stuff. He doesn't even have the space to keep it anywhere. It's everywhere. Those are some no, it's my whole garage. <laughs> that's some sick I can't lures. even park a car in there. Oh my god! But I've got more tackle than Davis here. <laughs> <laughs> Might put you guys out of business. Keep going. But John's the secondary used, market's pretty hot right John's now. John's used tackle. Um, <laughs> this is only, that's awesome. Only only use what zero kiss fish caught. So. <laughs> Here's the so that's the I, I would say that's the, the biggest difference. Like he is all about this this fad. I don't want fad's the wrong word. Fad makes it sound like it's a joke. He is all about finding the new thing. And eventually sometimes you find new things, right. but I find in general yeah. that you tend to just right. get a bunch of crap over time well, that doesn't work. The main thing that I wanted to talk I wanted to start with is so that everybody understands the love, you know, there there's a, a general distaste between you two you know, as as friends, right? So uh, there's no, there, there's no real, uh, you know. Mark's not being mean for the sake of just. This is being gonna mean. give me more thumbs down. So I, I love Mark. Well, well, no, I think what it. What did I, I love you. Thumbs down I don't. For? I no, that was, um, that was your tackle frog. No, do you know what it was? Uh, it was do you guys remember the? <laughs> it was the video. Yeah. Well, no, no, it wasn't the, the tackle pond? frog. It was the the um industrial the industrial fishing fishing, <laughs> fishing pond. And the I thought it was like in the world. I thought it was a great video. I thought it was great too. And everyone hated it. No, they, they didn't hate it. They were, I got it got a bunch of thumbs down. So Mike, Mike got a thumb, uh, like monster was, thumbs down. I was so sad because that was a really good one. I thought it was cool. I'd like to go faggoting a fish there again too. Yeah. That was a good little spot. But um, but again, thanks for coming. And and I think the other main reason why is I don't ever want somebody to think you know, hey, if you're a guest on the podcast, that you're going to get treated like crap. So no, know, I fish. like John because John will talk. Yeah. So John can pretty much keep his own his own thing going. Yeah. Like he doesn't like it like well, he gets flustered a little bit. But he yeah. doesn't get like overly flustered. Like you don't have to. I don't feel like I have to lead him in the conversation. Right. No. No. Like like he can. He go, if I was like, hey, well, somebody said you were thinking about doing your own podcast. Tell me about becoming these a lures. competitor. Yeah. Basically, a rival to this show. 
Here, we'll do. I'll do. We'll do episode versus. Stuff. I'll do an episode of stuff that always works. <laughs> Here's my show. I'm going to show you lures that have worked before. John's show. You ever tried to use an octopus lure in a pond? <laughs> Shit, it might work. So that's. The- <laughs> That's kind of the idea. What are you gonna what are you gonna call it? You got any ideas? I've had a few suggestions. No, 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 um, no, no. You don't take suggestions unless it's from your wife, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to think about that. I've I've gotten suggestions from guys in my bass group. Okay. Some pretty well, cool names. So uh we'll have to work it out, but we're gonna incorporate Nova Bass Assassins in it somehow. It's pretty slick. Um have a lot of guys from my group on. And uh, kick some butt, get Rogan numbers. That's what we're going for. I'd like to talk about the fall largemouth bass fishing season. And there are some select baits that I tend to use come fall. And I find now that I've done a lot of research, and I found nine-inch flounder (laughs) lures. You might not catch a lot of bass, but you're going to catch the big bass. That are used to eating eating <laughs> these flounder and ponds. <laughs> so this is this is what I suggest you try using. I want to throw that. That's our giveaway. This is our giveaway. Have you seen? Oh, it? really? Look yeah. at this thing. Look at this. It's almost as ridiculous. Oh, you can't as open it. People here. are going to give you holy hell for that. I want to open it's the box so loud. Apart, but I can't. Oh, it's heavy. So they actually really use those up north. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's super. Oh, it's really heavy. Super. Well, so there's two bodies in it. That's the jig head. Right. Hold it up. Put it next to your face. Look how big it is. Compared to my head? It's a molar face. Lower. <laughs> I've got a normal size head, so pretty big bait. Wow. Would you fish that in um, the lake? No, I don't take chances. <laughs> I just go old school. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this puts going That's old for you, school, buddy. Old school to a whole different reason. I can throw that crap. I don't throw things that aren't fished that aren't indigenous to the area. This fish isn't in my continent. I'll probably catch something on that. You know, I've so the um, all jokes aside, when I bought these, I don't want to tell my trade secrets, but I bought a bunch because they were on sale. So um, <laughs> I didn't read what I was doing because I don't really know how to read if you ask Anna. So dyslexia sucks. Um, I bought a bunch of big ones like this. It came right. out as Christmas gifts. I mean, you tell them about that. So yeah. that was pretty funny. Um, if you got one for Christmas. Those are, that'd be a, that's a great Christmas present. Oh, if, if you fish and yeah. I, you get this for you're, yeah. you're so excited for a second till you realize just how useless it is. <laughs> but um, I didn't cool. get one. And you hang it. You can win one. And you 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 just hang it from you hang it from somewhere like a rafters or something. Right. Um, but when I ordered them, I got these really big ones. But I also got something like this big. And I almost wonder if I threw them in a pond. Would something get it? Could I catch something? Well, Maybe that's an episode we should do. Well, you got to realize, think of it. I mean, bass are cichlids, right? Vicious, right? They are all about protection. So they're going to protect, you know, if they're sitting on eggs, they're going to protect that. Or they're going to just chaw on it. Could regardless, you, I'm going to beat the ever-living bejesus out of this thing. I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah. Well, but could you imagine if we went through all this, all jokes aside, really, all this lure design, all these whopper poppers, all these shriggle wiggles, and did all this stuff, and then we took a plastic flounder, and that was like the <laughs> and it outfished everything. Thing. <laughs> that was like, well, you ever hear the story behind the Meps lures? You, you asking me? Yeah. No. So the Meps lures were um, in this France. Is actually pretty cool. They were in France, 
And that's why if you look at them, they say French on the blades back in the day. Now they're all American made. Wonderful. So there was a gentleman in the army during World War II, and he had acquired a few maps and was fishing somewhere in Europe with him, in France somewhere. And he came home, and they, they worked really well. So he had this teeny little shop, and he, like a little bait shop, uh, soda, stuff like that, you know, kind of like store. And he knew a girl in France from the war, yep. and she was mailing him over... She was mailing him over lures in exchange for pantyhose, yeah. I think is what it was. Yeah. So so they, they couldn't get pantyhose. So he was mailing her pantyhose. She was mailing about the lures overnight. Because remember, there was nothing before that. Like, everything was like hand-carved wooden lures. There was nothing that was like a flash-oriented lure, really. So he was just nailing fish like to right. People saw how great they were. So he started to have them shipped in, was selling them in the store. In a year, he closed his whole store, built a new place, and was just selling them like crazy. Sold so many in the U.S. market, he bought the patent rights from MEPS in France and moved to the United States, and that's how that started. Yep. From some little gimmicky lure that a guy was making in France. Right. So you never know if the flounder could be the new thing. And, I mean, you're talking about one of the original lures. It's still, I mean, it always going to work. It's right. going to work because it's flash, fishy flash, and it's going to you know, it's gonna go yep. and work that way. So it's really interesting with the fishing lures, as you never know. Yeah. But, I mean, and, too, yet again, we talk about things, too, and, and, and this is kind of where he was going with this. And it's my point, like I was making, all jokes aside, we talk about these giant, these giant swim baits. Yeah. This is not new. Right, no. So people the think... The presentation is, though. You know, the presentation's new. The materials are new. Right. But we had gone away from this over the right. years, and then we're going back to it. Because if you look back in the 20s to the 40s, yep. we were really, really big on cutting giant wooden lures. Yep. Uh, Chub Creek was probably one of your most sure. popular lures out there. And it was essentially a lure about the same size, yep. not as narrow, not as much detail, yep. painted whatever, and they had giant wooden two and yep. three piece lures. Well, one of the most famous lures that, um, oh, who was it? Um, who's the one that does the that does the uh, all wood, still all wood lures? Um, There's a couple. I can't It might have been Berkeley. Well, so Rapala was... Rapala, it, was either, it was either Rapala Anna, or somebody. How do we say it correctly? Rapala. 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 Um, um, I don't yeah, know anybody so, who says it. That's Rapala. I know everybody who I fish with says Rapala. Not getting sued. How do you say it? How do you say it, John? Would I just say Rapala? I'm going with Rapala. All right. All right. Yeah. And you've obviously, you're around a lot of other fishermen. How do they say I it? I think I heard it on their podcast, Yeah, but I might be wrong. Yeah. So if you talk to them in person, they will tell you it's Rapala. Rapala. But... But so, it just does not sound as good to me. One of the first things they ever did was that old school, like wooden broke back minnow type deal, you know, with the with the swing, and that was directly from the swim yeah. bait. So ninety percent of their lures, if you look at what you think of a traditional mm -hmm. sinking or floating or mid yeah. or jointed, they're still balsa wood. Absolutely. Coated. Now they do make like we went over some of the lures before. Yeah, yeah. They make some other stuff, but most of their stuff is still balsa yeah. wood. And that's at one of the selling points is people are like, oh, it's like an original lure. It's it's funny because fishing lures go through a cycle. I love the wood, though. They really I mean, do. I, they go I think through. it's well, cool. I, one day I'll bring in. So when I was fishing. You did. You brought in your bass as a and, kid, I yeah. would carve my own. Yeah. So when I was working nights, I used to have a razor blade, and I would sit there, <laughs> and I would, cut, I would cut the ends off of like my mom's, like, my mom dad's, like, broomsticks yep. and shovels and stuff like that. And Because that's really hard wood. Yeah. And I would carve fish lures out of them, and I would make them that way. That's how you would jig them. And we could talk. One day I'll talk to you guys about saltwater plugging, which is people – and people that know it, it's completely right. different than anything else you do. Uh, you talk about color, color tones and things like that. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, that's really weird in the, the bass or the freshwater fishing world 
is we have like all of these crazy. He's got some values in the show, but yeah, we've got all these ridiculously crazy colors. And at the end of the day, when you were saltwater jigging, the idea was they didn't see colors right. like that. You had a flash color, you had yep. a red and a white, and you had a black. But they're moving so fast, and it's crazy. Black yeah. was your best contrast, right? And people would say, "Why would you use black?" I said, "Because the because when you're saltwater jigging, yeah. you're jigging high. Yep. They're hitting from below." Black gives it the crispness of outline, so right. it's so you would think where you would say black would have it blend in better. The darker the black, right. the less it blends in, and that's how you would hit it better. Yeah. Eel jigs, you ever seen an eel play? I have. So they're basically illegal now. But what you used to do was you would catch an American eel, you would take it, you would cut around the neck, and you would skin it skin backwards. backwards. Yeah. Then you would take it, you'd pull your hooks out of the plug, put your eel skin back over, put your hooks back in, and jig it with an eel skin on. Yeah. And that's how you would catch trippers. Yeah, works real well. But yeah. so most states you won't let you now. use Maryland eel. won't let you do it at all. They won't let you use eel for yeah. bait at all. I, don't, I think Virginia got rid of it too. I had to go back and check. So Virginia's for it. deep because they allow a lot of stuff that a lot of states don't. So, yeah. but I don't of, know they did that because of the American eel um, endangerment. What, what, it wasn't endangered, but because of the uh, there was a something, some reason why, and I, I think it was a protection aspect aspect. This was back in 2011 and 2012. So, so we're on a good track of making me look like a jerk today. Andy, do you want to tell your eel story? So, so we go out of the boat and we're fishing, and Anna hooks in this fish, and she's got this little rod, and she's reeling it in, mm-hmm. and she's like, "I can't get the fish in." I just reel the rod in. She's like, "I can't get the fish." I'm just reel the rod in. What are you doing? It's not that hard. Right. She's like, "It's so big, I can't get it." I was like, "Oh, it's not that big. Just reel the rod in." And we're just, I'm having this whole argument. She's like, "I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it." And she pulls it up. It's like a four foot eel on the back. Oh my but it God. didn't look like it. That's what it was. <laughs> so this whole time, she's got this little like Snoopy rod. And I'm like, just reel it up. I don't know what's so wrong with you. It was really funny. But, the giant jerk. Look at that. But no, they. Um, what's neat about Virginia is most of their laws follow more like what North and South Carolina yeah. stuff do, which yeah. is really good because you can still use cast nets. Right. You could use a lot of different baits you can't use. Right. Like, get caught with a cast net in Maryland. Yeah, you're done. Uh-uh, ain't going to happen. Done. That's Maryland, though. So here's a question yeah. to you, too. Sorry, Dewey. That's really interesting is, and no one could give me the answer, but other than I wouldn't do it is if you're, okay, so like for the Potomac, for example, mm-hmm. Potomac is owned by Maryland. Sure. The only thing that's owned by Virginia is the coast. coast. Yep. So anything that's off of the cove, if you had a boat that had a Maryland registration, you were in a cove, could you use a cast net? Okay. Let's think about that. I would say No. And the reason why I'd say no is because you are, you have a Maryland, essentially you're hunting or you're fishing as a Maryland resident, right? True. And Maryland resident says, hey, we can't use cast net. Okay. So how about this for a question then? If we're going to use that angle, if you were, let's say you were from Maryland, you Mm -hmm. had a Maryland saltwater license and you went to Kiptipeak. Would your Maryland license work for the bay at Kiptipeak? Has to. Yeah, because it's all tidal water. It's all tidal water. But people always think, no, it's not going right. to work because yeah. it's not. No, it's the same place. Yeah, right. it's anywhere you go. But that's a different license, a, a totally different fishing license. So, so you're salt, tidal water. Your saltwater license right. is your tidal water license. Right, right. But mm-hmm. you can't, whereas if you're in the Potomac, that's freshwater. So then that's the question is at what point does the Potomac become a non tidal? I think it's Sandy. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's is. a. There's a. There's a. There's a line there that. Um, now, how do you know that you're over that line or whatever? I don't know, but you know, it's kind of crazy. So, um, easy to you know, one of those things to try to figure out. So, but 
we've kind of ventured off course here, and I wanted to. Yeah. So really quick, what we were talking about was how great uh, flounder lures are for winter, and I would. Um, this is what I use. Um, I've caught. <laughs> I was absolutely I was nothing. at Sleater Lake, and I was in my kayak, and I caught one using this sort of Carolina Texas uh, rig, um, finesse style. So what would you, what would you, what would you have used instead of a flounder? This is a, this other is. than the flounder. <laughs> if the flounder was not available for use, well, let's just clear the air here. I'd never use that thing. <laughs> you never really get one. So, Apparently, didn't get one for Christmas. Well, <laughs> didn't make that list. <laughs> limited edition. I'm about to get up and go get some small ones, and we're going to go fish them. Oh, that's going to be an I episode. We're going to go out there. We're going to fish those flounders. I think that's a good idea. I'll be doing something. So, how cool would that be? Actually, cost something. So no, it's I mean, all right. So you got this whole tray of stuff. Well, well so you're here to kind of obviously fall fishing season's here, right? Yes. And you, I would, I'm very appreciative. Number one, that you're here. Thank you. Um, Likewise. And you wanted to kind of, you know, maybe cast some, you know, impart some knowledge on some folks for the fall fishing season. Uh, what you're finding that's working, what's not working, um, what you like, what you don't like. Uh, so without further ado, give us a. Give us your rundown there. See what you – I mean, you got some cool stuff that I'm, I'm looking at here, and I, I like it all. So, um, All right. What do so you basically in fall, you're going to hear two different statements. Sure. Either I'm crushing it or, man, I'm not getting anything. I'm getting right. skunked. Yep. So there's, there's different ways to deal with that. There's different techniques, different colors to go to. So today we're going to cover fall fishing. Originally, Mark and I were going to do a show while you were out hunting. Yep. And uh, so I brought in all the above lures. So I'll try to go a little quicker today and burn through Take this stuff. No, no, no. Just get, get the information out there. I sure, think more people sure. want this than they want to sit here and listen and see my face. So go for it. Right. Spend as much time as you want. So fall fishing, the big, the big difference with fall fishing is the grass is dying. Those bait fish are moving out of the grass, and it's a free-for-all. Bass are trying to uh, fatten up for the winter. And those little bait fish are running for their lives. Yeah. So you could throw patterns out the window. Uh, you're not going to be able to go to specific spots at specific times, water levels, and know the bass are there. So the whole lake is wide open. It's up to you to figure out the patterns for that day according to the weather, according to the depths. And it's kind of like hunting the rut. Yeah. If you, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's a free for all. So. Um, we're going to start out with, I think I have seven baits that I use in the fall. And the first one is the bladed jig. So uh, the jackhammer is my go-to. If anyone knows me, I'm a jackhammer junkie. And that is that is what I crush it on at Slater. Shatterbait. And it's a bladed jig. No, but you said you said a jackhammer. That isn't made by jatterbait. Well, it's a chatterbait. It's a jackhammer. Jack it's, sorry. It's the jackhammer. Sorry, hammer. Anna would like to disturb you. Yes, Anna. Move it closer to the yeah, camera. Okay. So that is the chatterbait, the Z-Man chatterbait that I use. Uh, Gold does really good at my lake, and it's the jackhammer version of the Z-Man chatterbait. Gold tends to be a better fall color in general, correct? Gold, I tell you what, <laughs> until the end of fall, I use gold yeah, almost I, exclusively. I don't, know, I don't know why there's a transition from silver to gold in fall. Well, Wait, I'm going to tell you, you why in a second. Do you think it's it funny you mention that to do with the water color because of the stainage? So let me go on to this 
Well, I tell on. you, you read my mind. Oh, we didn't even script this. We really so, well, hold on. Bring that other one back real quick. Okay. All right. Oh, so yeah. You didn't I, talk about your tail either. Yeah. Um, what kind of – so that's a jig with – Yeah. Um, so I always use a trailer right. unless I'm really finessey. Um, generally, I'm going to use a paddle tail. Okay. And I have – I had the bag here. It's made by – I want to say Mission. I forget okay. the name of it. But I want something that's really flexible, creates a lot of uh, motion, water displacement. Uh, the more that little sucker wags, the better. So how are you fishing that? Are you, you know, are you yeah. zipping it along, So you, you know, up and down? What, what's your... You know, chatterbaits will work no matter how you fish them. They're a remarkable bait. But what I like to do is I want to make that bait move as if it's a, a wounded bait fish. Sure. So I'll burn it for a little while. I'll pause it. I'll jerk it a little bit, then reel it, crank it a little bit. I, ju I just want to... Uh, not give it so much a pattern, right? but the opposite of a pattern. Right, so bipolar. Yeah, bipolar, you know, <laughs> messed up bait fish. He's, gotcha. he's separated from his group, his posse, and he's running for his life. He doesn't know where right. the hell to go. And so that bass is going to see one that's separated from the group, right. from that pocket of fish, and hopefully go for your chatterbait. Gotcha. So there's no real pattern to fish it. You want to give it little tempo jerks. You want to fish it. I mean, it's a remarkable bait. You can swim it high. You can swim it low. Um, there's no right or wrong way to fish it, but the way I fish it is a, as a wounded bait. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. cool. So awesome. I will fish it with a gold blade until mid-late fall. Now, most bait fish at my lake are their lighter color. They're white, they're silver, shad. So I will eventually go to, and this has got a Kytec trailer. Uh, they don't last, but I still use them. Um, so I will go to white and silver chatterbaits. Uh, this has a wee guard on it. Don't really use it. Um, but I just like the color. And I will go to that silver blade because it more resembles that white and silver bait fish pattern and color. I feel okay. like if I had to pick, so, a, pick a color and I was only given one, it would be white and silver. Boom. It would be that. Yeah. yeah. White and silver or maybe, I don't know, maybe chartreuse. I'm a, I'm a. Sure, I'm a, oh, John, what do you think about the, because um, I have, I'm very opinionated on this. What do you think about the stealth blades? So the stealth blades, you know. I have very little luck with those. Um, when I first started using them, I hated them because for two reasons. Well, tell us about the, tell us about the stealth blades first. Oh, yeah, okay. we got exposed stealth blades. So yeah. stealth blade is basically, it's a smaller version chatterbait, and it's got a uh, plastic blade instead of a metal one. Okay. That's the one downside to it. The metal blade, this one, I can fish in any kind of weed. And basically, when you're pulling that, that, that blade is moving back and forth. That'll slice through most of your weeds. You don't even need weed guards for right. chatterbaits because <clears throat> that blade will actually lawnmow through the weeds. Gotcha. Uh, if you do get caught up in weeds, quick tip, pull your tip up really quick and keep reeling. It'll slice right through weeds. You gotcha. don't need a weed guard for these. I think part of the reason that, we, that chatterbaits or bladebaits in general are Works so well is, is, in my opinion, they're they're a combination of multiple things. Yeah. So you have that vibration going yep. on. You have when you use a non-self blade, the silver, the gold. You have that flash like you get sure. from like a spinning lure and so on. And then you also have that skirt and that jig, and you're able to use it in the same style. You can use it. Yeah, you're hitting on every single or, thing that a bass so, just wants to just yeah, destroy. Yeah, they're just so. such a phenomenal lure. Yeah. The other thing that bass can't stand to that are predatory fish. Yeah. This very, is considered a nuisance bait. This is going into their territory. It's making Man. all this noise oh, and water displacement. We ain't putting this. We're putting up with this. Even if Big Mama isn't hungry, right. she's going to let that 
whatever that noisy thing is humming by, know, right. hey, this is my territory, boom, hit it. Right. So you, that thing might not even be hungry, still going to bite a chatterbait. I think that's why it's so successful. It's, it's a nuisance. Bait. Right. Now, go back to the stealth portion of this. What What's the draw to this thing? Anna, can, you see, so, can you see that on the blade? Yeah, you, you got to hold it up yeah. closer to this. So, so stealth blades okay. are basically, it's the same setup. You got your, your blade, your jig head, your hook. Uh, you put a trailer. They're generally smaller. It's got a plastic blade instead of a metal one. And that's the one downside to fishing these. This will not cut through the weeds. Right. Not a tenth as good as that metal. However, if... The bass are being finessey. If they're being picky, let's say you've gotten there and they've already been through their feeding time. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a little smaller, more finessey. Um, they're a predatory fish. Mm -hmm. Hey, there's a smaller, quicker, easier meal. It's not as loud and as much of a nuisance as that other thing that hung by me earlier. I'm going to attack that. It's a quick, easy meal. So that's, that's basically the stealth blade in a nutshell. If you're throwing a chatterbait and they're not hitting it and you know they're there, Follow it with a stealth blade. I feel like the stealth blade problem I have too is that, yeah, that it is such a smaller blade. The the portion that it displaces is less, and you wind up having to run it faster. If yeah. not, you won't get the vibration. Yeah. So if you've been in the mindset where you've been running them real slow, because a lot of times I run them, you know, chatterbait is really slow, and I will get that real you know slow reaction hit on them, and some things like that, you, you can't do it with the yeah. with the stealth. So that's kind of the downside to it. But I liked that they came up with the idea because it was different. Yeah. So and it's just like a jig. If a, if a big jig's not working, downsize to a micro jig, and that's that quicker, easier meal that's not going to fight as much that that bass is going to hit. Same same non you know bipolar pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're I like that. I'm always going to fish these as uh, something that's wounded. And I did. I told my guys I wasn't going to do it. I went out and got a slobber knocker. This is a uh, a bluegill pattern. Put a longer trailer on it. Can I say what I think about it without Berkeley suing me? Not as good as they, not as good as yeah, 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 not as good as what they yeah. copied. It, it is good. Still has water displacement. That blade isn't moving around quite as much. So I think that. So if you look at the way they did it, you know that's real quick. A regular one. Regular one. Yeah. You see how they. They've rigged it, but they've rigged it. The angle's different. Yeah. And I think that's why it doesn't work as well. It just yeah. doesn't. And this, so, so see how we have this, this play there, it's left, but not a lot of left and right. Well, yeah. you and I. This can see is it, all over the place because there's a. They drill a hole through it. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like that. It's I don't more of a hinge. It's yeah. Not, yeah. It doesn't really seem to work as well. Now I give this color's fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of the color. That's my. You know, y'all yeah. are saying, oh, I'm a. You know, you like the white. Yeah, that's my go-to colors right there. That yeah, during the season, I'm gonna throw the the predominant bait fish in my lake, right. bluegill and crappie. That's sure. my bluegill mimic right there. Right. So, um, you want me to keep going? What are yeah. we talking about next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spinners. Yeah. yeah, my one-two punch. If anybody knows me. Well, hold on, hold on, really quick, really quick, really quick. This is the perfect example of John. I was throwing these <laughs> big bass spinners, and he'd say, "What are you throwing?" I say, "Throw these bass spinners." Oh, hibbity jibbity, that's not new and cool. And then he started throwing them, and now he throws them all the time. Credit Mark Davis. Go ahead. You're partially right on that. I am, yeah. Okay, I, I threw them as a kid, and then Chatterbase just kind of took over that market. Right. And then I worked my way back into spinnerbait because, let's face it, every bass in every lake in the United States in the last 10 years has seen Chatterbait, Chatterbait, <laughs> Chatterbait. All of a sudden, here, here comes that spoon rolling through. Hey, that's not Chatterbait. Yeah. Boom. Bass so, spinner is nice, too, really quick. 
because you're not going to catch small fish. If you're out there right. marketing just for the big boys, the, the small fish are going to go after it. And sometimes the big fish that won't hit anything will hit. And what I like, preferably find around here that says it work is double bladed willow white. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the best luck. And of course, other ones work too, but yeah. that's been my most luck. So during the season, there's my bluegill pattern. So I use a Mega Bass SV3 and double willow. I'm, I'm only using willows until winter. Okay. Then I'm going to Colorado Blades. So I like those. Yeah. Mega Bass, oh, phenomenal spinners. Chrome. That's pretty sick looking. Yeah. So now how do you fish it? The benefit of this. Straight retrieve. Yeah. Straight retrieve, Just and I'm burning this sucker. Good. I'm, like super fast. Yeah. yeah. You um, got to put a lot of, but you got to get those blades fitted. Yeah. Especially those willows. Yeah. They you're have so much sucker. flash, but you're running them fast. Yeah, they, yeah. But they hit it like a tank. I mean, yeah. they hit them. Yeah. Yeah. They, I love the bites on these. So you're burning this sucker. The great thing about spinner baits in the fall, uh, those bass are looking for quick, easy meals. Yeah. So this looks like mama bait fish and two of her little kids humming along. This is when you're when you're humming this. This basically looks like three fish. That bass is going to come along from behind. Boom. So and all right. So I got a question for you, and um, I, I I know I know the answer, but. Um, so Mark and I have had the conversation, and, and I've had other people talk about it too, from, from tying on versus using a swivel. For those? Yeah. yeah. Tie on. Have to be. Yes. So you could use and a swivel, but you'd, you'd be all over the place. Well, no. Yeah. If you – the second it hits water, you have no you, delay. Yeah. yeah. Basically, for a spinnerbait, you want that vertical. Exactly. You'll see some of the cheaper ones. I'm not going to mention an old sponsor here, <laughs> but you'll see some of the cheaper ones. You'll throw it, and it'll be swimming like this. Yep. No, you want that vertical, yep. and you want that nice big profile. That's the one thing a spinnerbait has over a chatterbait. Yep. Bigger profile, right. generally bigger bass. So, and well, the reason— Yeah, and, and the reason why I brought it up was I, I wanted to make sure people understand— the importance of tying on versus using a swivel. There's a good place. There's a time and place to use a swivel, yeah. and there's a time and place to tie stuff on. So now I'm, an, I'm trying to make that point. An so, inline spinner, right? You have to use a swivel, right? Right. right. If you don't use a swivel, yeah. you're going to have it'll, a, a it'll, nest. It will little, well, it'll literally spin your line right. so much that it'll be counterproductive. You'll get a reverse spin yeah. from it, which will neutralize your lure. Right. Yeah. So also, real quick, before I forget. Um, Everyone uses an A-Rig yep. for the end of fall, into winter, uh, the beginning of winter. Um, they make, gosh, I wish I could remember the name of them, but they make a device, and they, they're compatible with Megabass spinners that basically clips on this, this uh, point where you tie on, and it's two extra arms yeah. with blades on them, so you've got a little mini A-Rig. Yep. Those things are money. Yeah, for they, right now, those are money. They do that, uh, the umbrella rigs, I, it, um, for like when you're fishing striped bass type deal. They do yeah. the same type thing. It's really slick. You uh, you run trailers? Always on spinners. No, trailer hooks. Trailer hooks? Never on spinners. I, you oh, want to know why? I always run on bass spinners. I'm sick and tired of having to dig a hook out of <laughs> I know. deep down. I know. Hey, and, and the, one, the one knock on spinners, you get a big bass that hits this. Look where that arm's going. Yep. It's almost a guard that's, for that hook. That's why I run that, that trailer. Yeah. So you will get that trailer. So he sees that trailer. He gets a mouthful here. If you don't run a trailer, he's getting a mouthful here. That hook's further back, and that bar is keeping that hook from getting set. I think some of it— Always run a trailer. Some of it is this. They're coming from the bottom. And yeah. And they're getting all this mouthful of stuff. 
And the second they get this, they're 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 not right. They know something's something wrong. Yeah, you know this, what is mean? A, this is not tasty animal here. So I yeah. I, I noticed that a lot of them, and this is and of course the 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 big bass. It doesn't matter. He's gonna eat this thing. You're gonna get him. But that size, that pound, that pound or two bass, they tend to be in that that region where sometimes if you don't have that trailer hook, you'll, you'll never catch them. Right. They'll hit 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 hit, and you don't catch them. I always run a trailer hook. So I don't know. Yeah. Just thought. But no, you're I right though it. It because sense, a lot of times now you're picking this trailer yeah. hook out. Behind the gill, yeah, it's and a I can't do it. I, I, I'd rather miss the fish than having to sit there and dig out a trailer hook. To me, right. that's just me. I hate but trailers. I, uh, one last thing, but I've also caught myself. On I'm not getting paid trailers. by Mega Bass yet, but uh, SV3 and their nines. So this is a bigger. You see, the wills are a little yeah, bit bigger, and yeah. this is heavier. So if you're fishing this and you're above those fish on your, on your fish finder, you can go to the SV9, and that gets you a little deeper down. Yeah. And uh, I got a wide assortment of colors here. I'm not going to go through because we're a little limited on time. That's cool. So, on to the next bait. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, let's see what you got. Next one's jerk bait. I use it year round, but really? we were talking about oh, year I round. Love jerk baits year round. I've fished a jerk bait more this year than I have any other year in my life. I'm a spring jerk bait type person. I've always been that way, and I don't know why. I agree with you, and I was that way up until. A year or two ago, really? a good buddy of mine who's an excellent fisherman, huge jerkbait fi- uh, uh, fisherman, he showed me a little tips and tricks. And yeah. I, I'm so you changed the presentation, yeah, throughout the year then to make yeah. them work. Okay, yeah. so uh, be, I'm interested to see how this works. So what your what your thought process is on this? Gotcha. So again, not getting any money from Mega Bass yet. Uh, the one tens, their jerk baits are phenomenal. Uh, you can see with the blade here. Yeah. This is going a little bit deeper. This is a plus two. Uh, it's it's a heavier uh, jerk bait, so this is a lower presentation. So Single I'm not ball in there. In the, the inside, yeah. There's a big one here, and there's one in the back for when you cast. Yeah, yeah. When you cast, it's going like this, yeah. tail first, so you can get more distance. Yeah, on it. absolutely. Uh, and the Japanese, the way they design these baits, yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, these these, in my opinion, are the best jerk baits out there. I think um, Mega Bass does. I mean, I, again, they don't sponsor us or anything. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan. I'm phenomenal. Uh, they're, they're they're and it lasts. Yeah. That's the big thing. They use quality hooks. Um, everything works on it. It's functionally correct, and the paint. I think the paint's pretty cool. Gorgeous. So this is a plus two for deeper down. I'll use a plus one normally throughout the year. I'll go to plus two if they're deeper down. Right now, I'm just going the uh, the regular 110 and the mm-hmm. 110 Junior, which is lighter. Um, I don't have one of those because I have it tied on, but this is a, a six cents jerk uh, that's basically the equivalent of maybe a plus one in, bet- in between a plus one and a regular uh, jerk bait from. All right, so explain to people what plus one means versus plus two plus. Explain that to more pluses the deeper you're going to get. Right. Yeah. It's it's heavier. It's got the bigger lip. You can see, you can see the lip size. Absolutely. So this is obviously going to get down deeper. Mm-hmm. This is more shallow. Yep. Um, and you can also have them lipless as well. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but generally, right now, I'm throwing this again. Color pattern. It's white, silver. Got a little gold in there. Mm-hmm. It's like a thread fin pattern. And I'm fishing this. Just I, I'm fishing it as fast as I can. I'll still add those pauses. Um, but that's generally how I always fish jerk bait. Uh, if it's a slower bite, I'll pause like a glide bait in between those jerks. But generally, I'll have a steady jerk. If they're aggressive like they are right now, pop, 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 pop. I'm I'm just jerking it so that no, thing's in a constant 
not not a single like you know suspension. Yeah. I'll I'll give it maybe four or five pops. Give it a half second. Pop 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 pop. Give it a second. So it's it's a quick Z stop. Yeah, quick no, it Z makes stop. sense. Yeah, but, man, yeah. that'd be tough for me to. I, I I'm so ingrained in snatch and don't move that thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Depends on the bite. I mean, if it's a slower bite, longer yeah. pauses. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I tell you what, these are phenomenal in any lake at any time, but Leaches. especially right now during the season. Yeah. So this is a six sense bait right here. Uh, during the season, bluegill pattern. It's got red flake in it. Uh, it's got a number four four o hook four out hook, and that's that's a soft jerk bait right there. And you can swim it just like a jerk bait. I swim this more erratically. The thing that's nice about this, it's weedless. So it's that jerk bait that I could throw well, in weeds. Especially in your in your lake, in the you know, oh, Sleater yeah. <laughs> will rough. eat you up, man. Sleater's got some weeds. So I'll go from that color right now to more of a bait bait fish color. And that's what you move to over to the fall? Oh or? yeah. And I'll fish this thing quick and I'll throw it in any weeds. Very cool. Yeah. Very, very so cool. there's that that color difference. Yeah, Some guys don't buy any color. I do. Well, I've I've fished leader and I know I, I've thrown two of the same thing side by side. Yeah. And you know, well, my wife's throwing the same thing, different color, and she's killing it. And yeah. I'm not doing anything. And we're fishing the same style, same everything. You know, I just say I, you know, change the color up on something. And yeah. I, so I do think color matters to what extent it's hard to say. So and and a lot a lot has to be said about I mean, these bass aren't dummies. No. Sleater Lake bass, they're, they're pretty smart. They're, they're pressed hard. You go one day and throw something and crush it, and the next day you go and throw it again, yeah. they aren't going to bite because they're going to remember eating that thing with a sharp hook Absolutely. the day before. Yeah, so. they don't forget about it. Yeah. So generally— so no topwater right now, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. And you mentioned topwater. So generally, my number one bait, my probably what I'm best at is frog fishing. Anna's saying we got five minutes. Okay. Oh, take your time. Don't don't worry about the clock right uh, now. We're going to hum through this. We're going to get through it. So, frogs, um, my best one. And this is a Mollix. So, anyone, Mike Iconelli, sponsored by Mollix. Yeah. Uh, I went with this a few years back. Great water displacement. You can fish it on mat. You could fish it in open water. It's, it's the Swiss Army knife of frogs. Um, you could use it anywhere. How do you fish it? All of the above. So right now, there's not a lot of weeds at Slater. Right. They've all died down. So what I'll do, I'll cast it into the shoreline, hop it into the water. Yep. So it's mimicking a frog jumping into the water, and let they're generally going to hit it. Yep. Right as soon as it, it hits doesn't the water, hit, as soon boom. as it hits, yeah, let it sit. Maybe you know a second. Maybe jerk it one more time. Yeah, and and, and the motion on this, I, yeah. I tell you what, when when I'm swimming it right. You can't tell if it's a frog or not. They're right. Phenomenal. So go out and get you a Mollix. Yeah. Um, I like the tackles, though. I'm a, I have to admit, I'm a, I'm a tackle fan. Tackle, my number two frog. Yeah. And I get them here at Davis Guns and Gear. Get yours, too. Uh, <laughs> not as much water displacement. It's narrow. Those back little feet, you would not believe how much attention they draw. You and very good hook sprinkler. Set. The sprinkler side yeah, on those yeah. things, too. So. And what I like about tackle, too, just like scum frog, the hooks go up. So you got a good hook, yeah. hook set. Uh, I did mention scum frog. That being said, too, because we are talking about that, the, the average person, the first time you get fishing, don't, will never don't, catch a don't damn take, thing. On don't take a frog. Yeah. It's yeah. going to make you hate fishing. It's going to make you hate everything. Yeah. yeah. It's a, that, this is one of the last things you learn to do because yeah. it's a nightmare. I mean, if 
you got to delay. You got to set the. It's hook. a challenge. I mean, yeah. I mean, like it's got to eat that body for yeah. the hooks to come up. That's got a. Re- it's a hell. This of is a, not an it, easy thing no. to finish with. Yeah. Um, it's a hell of a challenge. It, I, I, I tell you, once you get it down, though, it's. So you know how we talk about frog lures? We talked about this before, but why aren't they make big frog lures? Why don't they make really big frog lures? So last time I was musky fishing, the musky guy had a frog that was this big. Oh, God. I've got some big ones. And we would chuck it out there, and it would swim in the water, and it was the cra- – and it dived. It was a diving oh, swimming Jesus. in the legs. And it, was, it looked like a damn a real frog. frog. It was the coolest thing ever. Side note, it was just really interesting. Well, if you think about the, the frogs, the bullfrogs oh, at yeah. Sleater, I mean, they they're are – They're a ham they're sandwich. A they're, they're big mamas. Yeah. Um, that's for, kind of slick. I like the color on that guy. So for it. yeah, for heavy mat, I haven't been using this so much this year. It's a scum frog. Great yeah. thing about that, if you guys know anything about scum frogs, first of all, those hooks jut out. Yeah. So you're going to get a good hook set. The second thing about a scum frog, the plastic's a lot softer and thinner on the top. So uh, when Big Mama Bass comes up, that plastic's caving Already right in there. and and those two yeah, hooks are sitting in that second. top lip yeah now, is that weighted on the bottom is it like all the other frogs or yeah it's a little heavier and so i fish this on mat if, okay. it, if it's a mat this this one's getting tied on. i got you this is more traditional scum frog big feet yeah i like those so but that's neither because a lot of companies don't, don't do this like yeah. okay so we talk about tech loss all these different options yeah it, well recently a lot too but for a long time you didn't get a lot of different options you got skirts you got skirted right. patterns and that was it yeah you know something like that whereas now like this the water, I don't say displacement, that's not the right word. The movement that this is going to take on the top of the water is way more than this is going to do. Right, right. So that's what I find really neat about it. But sometimes it's too much. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I cut my skirts, though. I cut my skirts half. Like, you know uh, what? On short on one side. I do, too. That's new. I lost one of these oh, okay. last week. Right, it's right, it's right. brand new. Yeah. I trim them, too. Uh, we'll get it going quick here. Um, walking bait. I can Frog down. <laughs> uh, walking baits. Uh I always start out big, just like chatterbaits, just like any other bait. I'm starting out big presentation, sure. working my way down until I'm getting bites. So Damn. this is a KVD. I believe it's KVD. Yeah. I'll start with a walking bait this big. That's a, that's a freaking stud. And right that there. was that was that crushed it last year. If that's not working, this is another KVD one. The yeah. sexy crap, I can't remember the name of it. It's sexy something. And it's yeah. got the rattles in it. I'll start with something big. I'll go with something smaller. Chrome pattern works in clear water, works yeah. in uh, pretty much anything. Uh, stained water. Yeah. Yeah. Chrome and also uh, Six Sense. They're, uh, is it Walking Cat? So this. Great walking baits. That's a, that's a Six Sense as well. Oh, this looks, I mean, to the T. You got to talk to Mike because it can't It looks like a T, like the, uh, to the T, like, um, what's the Japanese there in the wall I have back there? Yuzuri? Mm-mm. Back corner. Red red packaging. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, this looks just like a Lucky Craft Sammy. Yeah. I mean, like, to the T. Like, are they... Are you accusing Sixth Sense of knocking off lures? No, <laughs> I love Sixth Sense, man. <laughs> what I'm asking you is, is, are they a conglomerate together? Because this no. looks... No. This is a couple years old. Hey, uh, can you go grab a Sammy off the wall from, from them, please? Oh, you're gonna get a sued. Don't do it, Anna. Go get it. And that's that's the uh, gosh, it's the uh, something cat. That's the that's the six cents as well. All right, so I want to talk. Hold on. So the walking lures, as you talk about it, that yeah. So I'm, I, I. A lot of people don't understand, you know, and they say, oh yeah, it's topwater lure, and you, you have to walk it or whatever, and they don't understand what it takes to actually walk a lure or what that means. Yeah. 
So if you wouldn't mind, kind of explain a little bit about that. Sure. Um, I know I had the same conversation with my wife. Yeah. And I told her, I said, she will not fish a bait casting reel. Um, she just, she doesn't like them. She likes open face. So uh, she calls them her flipping flings, right? Yeah. Um, and she'll throw them out. And I was like, you'll never be able to walk with those. Right. Yeah. You got to go oh, with a bait caster. You've got to go. I she, go with she, straight braid. She, she proved me completely wrong. Just really? Say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to go fishing with her. <laughs> um, so, I mean, they aren't a copy. I mean, all walking baits look similar, but. Six cents is a little better. I don't know. Yeah. But basically, anyway, yeah. you want that line taut. Yep. I don't like to cast it too far because I like to see that walking action. I want to know that I'm swimming it correctly. And you're basically. Thanks, huge. No way. No way. Six cents all day. I, I like to cast it almost as far as I can, but I like to see that Z pattern. Yep. And you're basically, it's almost like a, a fishing a jerk bait. It's that right. that steady pop, pop, pop. And you're basically, gonna... yeah. And every once in a while, you could pause it just like a jerk. It's, it's basically a topwater jerk bait. So I'll tell you something. Um, and I'm uh, one of the things that I've found that I, so I, I can walk lures. I, I, yeah. I think I'm pretty good at it. I spend yeah. a lot of time as a, as a young man trying to figure it out. Yeah. So, and I do a good job with it but what i've what the key i found in all of it was i tie a loop right i yeah. don't tie it you know i don't tie it a, a tight to whatever it is and i don't use a swivel i tie a loop uh to whatever it is and i get more action and it is way way easier on that on uh, you know to get it to walk yeah um especially with people who have never really done it it's so much so much easier <laughs> i tell you what if you're Especially if you're new to walking baits, yeah. it's easier to fish it that way. It is. I, I have and I haven't. Uh, with the bigger ones, I will. With the smaller ones, I won't. Because oh, with no. the smaller ones, I want that quicker, tighter pattern. Sure. Boop, 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 Just, boop. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Yeah. What's wrong? Six Sense isn't a Japanese company. It's an American company. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't started, say Six Sense was Japanese. Six Sense is in uh, Texas. You said Japanese. I'm a Six Act, me six -act member. They're made in China. I don't know about that. Japan. Just Google it. They said even on their website they're made in China. Everything oh, Six Sense has is made in China. This right here, Japan. I'd rather buy Japanish things than Chinese things. Ouch. Put it out there. Hey, this got some sharp hooks on it there. First time I get hooked tonight. Yeah. So. All right. These are my favorite. Yeah. We're getting to the square bills. Yeah. Uh, Clark Elmore, this is for you. Love fishing a square bill. Yep. For anyone that doesn't know how to fish a square bill, uh, around structure, especially around rocks, uh, you want this to dive down and bounce off those rocks yep. and structure. Um, this is for, I fish this at my lake a lot because, and this again is six cents, American made. Uh, it's great diving lots. for five to seven feet. And this is actually a newer one because I've beaten the bejesus yep. out of the one before this. Uh, great little bluegill pattern. Um, I'll hum it along as soon as it hits a rock. I'll let it come up a little bit and then crank it yep. again, boom, until it hits a rock. So it's almost like a saw pattern. You're going down, hitting a rock, yep. come up, hitting a rock. Here's a trick. If those are not working for you, this is a great alternative, the flat side. It's a lot more narrow. Mm -hmm. It's a lot tighter pattern to fish. You still bump them off like rocks. Fish, it's almost like fish, fishing like old school rattle traps with a bill on it. it you know, exactly. Of a yeah. So this is great for craw. This is great right now for, for uh, shad, bait fish. And basically, it's thinner. It's going to have a tighter wobble. Right. It's got the um, 
motherboard lip. They're a little tougher than the plastic. And these are great for flats at Sleater Lake. If anyone knows the eastern side of the lake along the berm, yeah. there's a whole entire section there that's three feet and flat as a pancake. These are three to foot, uh, three to five foot divers. You bounce these along the rocks and the bottom of the structure all day long. These are my little, I can't believe I'm giving this up, but <laughs> these flat sides are a gem right now for three to five foot flats. Um, the great fall, you know, it's the only time I fish them in the fall and they're outstanding. So craw, bait fish. Yeah, I've got a, so I'll, I'll tell you, I have a special place in my heart for crankbaits to begin with, but, uh, I've got a Guggen that's, um, uh, kind of, uh, shad based and I, it doesn't matter where I've, where I've thrown that thing or when I've thrown it, it always works in Sleater. They just, they destroy it in Sleater especially. And I, I was a big fan, right? Yeah. Um, but one of the things that people need to be very cognizant of, and I, this is just for my own edification, cause I've, I've spent that time doing it. Hand me one of those that you had. Square bill. Any, anything really works. But so one of the things that people have to be careful with is this thing sits like this, right? And it right. kind of goes down like this and then it'll kind of, you know, square bill kind of comes up like that. This back end hook has a tendency to, when they come in to hit, they're going to hit. And this hits in the top of their mouth. Yes. And you gotta be careful with that. You yeah. Need, you make sure if you're gonna fish a crankbait, you yep. better make sure you got some sharp hooks. Yes. And if you don't have sharp hooks, don't bother throwing it. Um, yeah. Some so, of the baits, like, I mean, this this heat on. Yeah. You ever buy heat ons? I mean, I just got this not too long ago. Replace those hooks because these ones suck. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot to cover this. Also, walking bait. You want more water displacement? That's got that yeah. concave mouth, little cupping action to place, displace water. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm just handing it to you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone from him to me to you. you give it back to him. I don't know how much time we got. We're over 10. We're over 10? Mm-hmm. Can I cover one more? Yeah. yeah, go for it. So one of the things I've tried last fall, this fall, the important thing with fall fishing, covering water, speed, no patterns. You want to cover a lot of water. So Six Sense makes these speed wakes. Okay. And I haven't seen these. I haven't seen this either. It's yeah. Weird. And you can see that bill comes flat down. Yeah. So it stays upright and near or at the top of the water. Okay. The way that they want you to fish these or recommend that you fish them, reel these suckers in as fast as you can. Really? A high gear ratio yeah. reel, you're casting as far as you can, <laughs> and you're humming that sucker. So if you see, if you see a, a bait bundle out in the water, cast it past it, burn the sucker right through it as fast as you can. Right. And I tell you what, I've got two tied on right now. The speed wakes are money. They're fast. They cover a lot of water. And actually, this is similar to the one I have tied on right now. But they're very I like fa- the eyes on that. Yeah, and you cannot they did a good fi- job with those eyes. Yeah, and you cannot fish this fast enough. These things burn through the water and they swim phenomenally well. Seven neat looking. Really cool. Yeah. So now I mean, you got it. You got it. Something new. Yeah. Mark agrees with me. He won't fish it though. Hey Anna, write this down. Mark just agreed with me. Right. No, I'm just trying to think of how it goes. I mean, it's something different that's actually different. Yeah, I think it's cool. And they work. Yeah, yeah the bluegill pattern, tail. Yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, I would stick with the blue. I, yeah. Just because of, that's that's my own 
issue, I guess, yeah. I don't know, or, or whatever. That's what I like. I like fishing more of a realistic. Every once in a while, I'll get outside of that comfort zone. Like at, at Sleater, you know, red belly. Yeah. I don't care. You know, if you have something with a with a yellow or red belly, you're. It doesn't matter what it is. You're going to do pretty, You know that orange, you know, pattern. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna kill it. So, so I, I told one of my guys out in Nebraska, struggled a little bit today. I said, I'm gonna give you a couple of secrets on there. Right. Uh, Mark may have mentioned it earlier. Color. Yeah. What bait fish looks like that? Not many. Yeah. But you're fishing this fast. It's a square bill. Right. And those bass right now are looking for anything different. You burn this through or or down yeah. along uh, a pattern of fish. Right. Now is the time to throw that weird color. You're not going to throw any other time of the year because right. this this one does sit in a box well, a lot. And it's been sitting in Sleater. You know, Sleater's, you know, heavily pressured fish. Yes. I mean, it's a big lake, but heavily pressured. Yes. So they've seen probably everything under the sun. They've seen the bluegill, the white, the silver. All of a sudden, that. that comes humming along. Bounces off a rock. Yeah. I think I'll eat that. Right. Yeah. I love it. I think that's awesome. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's about as much as I'm gonna get. Um yeah. Those those work great. So for my, my guy out in Nebraska, yeah. speed wakes, um, the narrow bodied, I mean, basically that's a square bill that has a tighter wobble. Yeah. And you fish these generally sh- more shallow, but if you have flats in your lake, use these. Cool. And and those motherboards. I like the paint on that too. It looks like. Yeah, six cents. I mean, their patterns and their paint jobs are phenomenal. Good job. Uh, that Millican craw. Yeah. That thing is a straight out killer. I mean, if you have crawfish in your lake, go out and buy about half a dozen of these and thank me later. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, um, let's see. We're, we're at our time, I think, right? Yeah, we're past it. All right. Um, All right. Well, that was, uh, that was informative. Well, I, I, yeah. Very much so. It was a good idea bringing it on. Um, I really appreciate you putting, you know, yeah. putting this information out. I mean, that's why we started this podcast was yeah. to try to help people understand how to fish in local environments. And, uh, yeah. uh, I cannot thank you enough for doing that and kind of sharing some of your secrets there. So that's a always love seeing you guys, yeah. especially Anna. Well, and hope your elbow gets better. And yeah, me too. Hope your back feels better from the biscuit injury. Anna didn't say anything, but I'm not going to make her. I mean, you guys don't see John is on. He can bring his puppy because he does have a new puppy, and if he pulls it up on his phone, he can put him on the camera. Probably got the coolest dog in Percival, Virginia, right now. He's a mini version of Moose. Yeah. Let me know if I'm lined up. Ten week old, twenty five pounds. Which way? Closer. Closer. 25 pounds of terrorist right now. He's, he's beating the crap out of our 11-year-old lab. But uh, 10-week-old uh, English black lab named Trigger. And uh, you can see I, had a little, I got him tacked out. He's wearing a little tactical vest. But uh, thank you to uh, Haringo Labs. Uh, that's our third lab we've gotten from Haringo. And uh, purebred English labs, good stuff. You want to get a lab? Look up Haringo online. That's cool. That's, I think that's one of the only things I plugged. Last time I was on, I plugged like 37 things. Yeah. I plugged two things tonight, six, uh, Megabass, Six Cents, and uh, Haringo Labs. So, Remember, well, we appreciate it. John Moeller says, if you're going to shop lures, make sure they're Thanks. Chinese. <laughs> so that's about it for tonight. I think we're yeah. done. We're over time. Um, we will be talking about some other stuff. We yep. are going snakehead fishing. Woo-hoo. Yep. 
Um, it is prime snakehead season. It is. And we and are going is, duck hunting. It too, is prime empty freezer yep. space for them. Yep. We got the big freezer up and going because we butchered the cows. Ah, yeah. So yep. we are ready to fill up the spot with a bunch of snakehead fish. Yep. Um, we got Anna brand new duck gun. Yeah. Anna got herself a Franke. Yep. 20 gauge youth works out well for her. That's um, awesome, by the way. I'm super excited. To, yeah, to we're going to do that. That should be really fun. Um, so I think we're going the 26th is one blind date that we have um, for ducks with Travis. Yes. Um, so uh, and then we got to figure out the, the snakehead thing. And then yeah, I had another call. Uh, the guide wants to, uh, the musky guide it says winter. So cold out there. Oh, hush. Logging hours out there. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's coming up too, probably. And that's then, cool. uh, oh, what is cool too is our guy down at uh, Ocean City that we use, Bottom Bouncers, that I haven't plugged in a little while. He just broke the state record for a shark. Um, a what? Dogfish. He said cuttlefish. <laughs> smooth, uh, like smooth side dogfish or something. They broke the record. It's a pretty good size one too. Um, no kidding. Yeah, so now they've got a record on their boat too. Oh, so that's awesome. I, think, I don't know how many other ones they have, but that was one that they had, which was really, really oh, that's cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. So it's nice to, to know that you go out with some of the guys that are, are yep. breaking the records out there. And we're going to put some videos up, hopefully, when I, I'm going back out to Kansas, Missouri to hunt. And we'll put, I'll, should, if I can remember to actually bring the. And Patrick then we did Charger. talk to, we did talk to Peter Dalton about going out and opening some traps with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that should um, be kind of cool. And I'm going to talk to him. I need to get a hold of him for some, for a second, for a, another reason. You know, I kind of mentioned that maybe getting him out to Kansas and uh, let him get some of these coyotes that are sitting out there. And there's thousands of them. So. And then we okay. also got, um, the guy from some good different companies coming. I still got stuff sorted out. Uh, St. Croix's got a rod coming for me to demo that we'll talk about too. That's Very that cool. new, oh. the musky pistol grip rod. Um, great for the figure eight part. I don't know yeah. of it. So. Yeah, that's freaking amazing. And then we are, we are going to order a bunch of their combos. Yeah. So that'd be really cool uh, for the first time they're doing a combo. I can't believe it. Uh, you know what's nice about St. Croix? Everything. All I own, and when I buy a new one, I just stick them in with the rest, and Christina doesn't know I bought it. So <laughs> hopefully she isn't watching tonight, yeah. but i uh, got a garage full of St. Croix. Yeah. Looks like I'm getting some more. Well, I was going to say, you know the best thing about a St. Croix, or you know the best thing about St. Croix? Everything. They are phenomenal, phenomenal. rods. Yeah, because um, we're going to, so we're doing our, our order for next year. Yeah. This, and the reels. Before November 15th, we have to do it. So did they partner with the reel? I can't say what they did. But they did, yeah. They played with a company. All right. A legit company. Okay. But cool. I just they they're, they're not dropping names. It's not. It's no, that's cool. That's cool. It's braided through them, so it's not. But it's. That's it's, all right. Cool. It is from a real manufacturer. That's cool. Yeah, it would make sense than the manufacturer reels. Yeah. Uh, but we held them. We handled them. They brought all the demand, and I mean, they were nice. nice setup, I was impressed. Huh? Oh. Oh, don't do that. Oh boy. <laughs> Sorry. Are we, I was, are we boring you, Mark? No, 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 no. I was impressed with what they had. It was really nice. Um, the host just yeah, yawned. Just yawned. <laughs> wow. Cut. Cut. <laughs> Edit that out, Anna. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna have them come on and talk to them a little bit. Cool. And then also I was thinking about having <coughs> we sell Hawk Optics, which are kind of like um a lesser known optic. Yeah. I've got a set of the binoculars. Um, I but use, we've been I've been testing out and I've been love selling them. it for years now. Yep. They sell really well. And I I, I you know it's like yeah, there's other brands that are mm -hmm. a little more name wise. Um, that well, I like my hawk. I like the hawk binoculars. I dropped them out of a tree stand. So there's um, another there's another brand. Break, so it's more money. That's a little more hippie hipsterish. Oh, um, don't do it. And don't I'm not going to say who they are, but they have this lifetime warranty. Yeah. Well, so does Hawk Optics for that reason. Yeah. And they're they're even cheaper and they're nice. So, yeah. um, I was actually going to buy one of their high. Um, 
Mattification wants to shoot long distance with and see how it works. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so I was thinking we even have that guy on because that'd be kind of cool to talk. I'm a fan. So. I, I have to admit, you know, and, and that's the other thing. I did a, I did a what's in the bag on YouTube. So uh, what do I do for, you know, what I took bow hunting and stuff like that. So if y'all are interested, check it out. If you want uh, more information about that, um, I'll gladly get that out to you too. But the one thing that I do want to tell you, I spent three weeks hunting with a new bag. And it's made by Mystery Ranch. It's called the Treehouse 38. That is the most amazing bag on the planet. And I am a super, super fan. And no, we are not sponsored by Mystery Bag, but gosh almighty, they are amazing. Did you bags. get your bow? Yeah, I got my, my, I have a Raven. No, 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 no. Didn't you buy a fishing bow? Yeah, I did. Oh, I'll have to bring that in and talk about that too. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so we got a bunch of stuff coming up. Yeah. We're, we're so far behind on everything, but yeah, yeah we we'll, get, we'll get rocking on that. And maybe we'll do some more. I do some intro videos. I've got a whole bunch of projects that I'm working on in the shop. So maybe I can put some of that stuff on some films too. How to clean a duck gun. Stuff like that. And How to clean a shotgun. We'll be good to go. Yeah, we can go over some, some interesting stuff. So um, that's it. I know we're like 20 minutes over. Yeah, so, way over, but that's cool. But it happens. a lot to talk about. But thanks again, you know, John. We appreciate you being here, and uh, we appreciate everybody Always. listening. So. You guys want me on for winter baits? Of course. Reach that's, out to my agent. We'll what, work something out. I thought that's what we just did. Was winter. Is this no, fall, that's fall. Fall baits, sorry. Yeah. Fall baits. Fall right. Right. Voting coming up, too. Oh, yeah. Go Vote vote. early and often yeah. on cow. I thought you said boating. I was like, what? I said boating. Boating. Um, Let's go hung. Yeah, he comes in here all the time. Does he? Yeah. Anna's Let me know next time. I'd love to meet him. My wife met him when she uh, voted. All right. Phenomenal guy. All right, we are gonna get off. Oh, really quick too. Percival Eats makes really good sandwiches. <laughs> Shout out to Percival Eats for really good sandwiches, and they have no idea we're talking about them. But we got sandwiches the other day; they're really good. So, to say <laughs> now, right, now we're just punch drunk. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, Thanks everybody. Yeah, that's it. Remember, take kids out yeah, there. Go take a kid the kids, out. Those are the youth. Yep. Go online, buy some stuff from the website. Website's up and running. Fishing part's still not on. Still working on that. I don't know. It's taking a little longer than we thought. But uh, we appreciate everybody listening, and uh, hope you have a good one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hong Kong. You've been listening to The Hunting Quest. No matter how crazy, high-tech, or lazy the rest of the country gets, we will always be hunting and fishing. If that's you, you've found your new family. Thanks to our sponsor, Davis Guns and Gear. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. Reach out to us by email at info at thehuntingquest.com. And check us out on Instagram and YouTube at The Hunting Quest. See you next time.